Just picture the Wizard of Oz behind the great big curtain. Okay, and just picture that place as your mind. This is where the narcissist likes to be, pulling all the controls. Perhaps you feel like he or she is your puppet master. Not saying that you should think of yourself as a puppet, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel as if he or she has all the control. They say or do something and you're triggered. Therefore, you may become reactionary. And then afterwards, you may feel a little bit unpleased with yourself or displeased or a little bit disgusted with yourself because you know that they were trying to go you into an argument, but you went for it anyway, right? The narcissist cares nothing about the heart. They don't value being in the center of your heart or being the apple of your eye. No, they want to be right in the center of your mind. Narcissists, they often look for signs of trauma and or unresolved issues or pain when they're looking to anchor, okay? They're anchoring something. They have to have something to hoover you back in with. So they often look for signs of uh, unresolved issue or pain or trauma. When a person hasn't done the shadow work, they haven't gone through the dark night of the soul, this can keep them stuck in the sunken place, vulnerable for the narcissist to hoover them back in. When the narcissist looks to hoover them back in, they're not going to look for them amongst the living or out in life, living their best life, willing or dealing, okay, creating, procreating, building, relating to others, okay? The narcissist is not going to expect you to be doing any of that, okay? They're going to expect to see you where? In the sunken place where they left you picking up the pieces. Prove them wrong by becoming Hoover resistant verified. Put your stamp on it or time stamp it, okay? You're Hoover resistant verified. Whenever you start to show signs that you are critically thinking about what has occurred. At the same time, you're aware enough of your own emotions to express what you have experienced. Book your feelings, express what you have experienced. Emotional discipline is your best friend. I've learned this along my journey. When you're dealing with a narcissist or whenever a person is dealing with a narcissist, emotional discipline is going to prove to be their best friend. It's one of the best and one of the most effective tools I have shared here on the Lumen Star channel. Whenever a narcissist pushes buttons and they see that you're not jumping through fiery hoops, you're not flipping over backwards, you're not pulling your hair out, you're not being driven up the wall, guess what? They're probably going to start doing that or those things, pulling their hair out, flipping out. Because losing... So supply is the equation of losing control to a narcissist, okay? You're, you're not showing yourself to be out of control, but in control. And the narcissist, at that moment, they're going to know they're no longer in the center of your mind. See, they don't care about the center of your heart. They don't care about that, okay? They want to be in your mind, not your heart. They're not trying to get you to change your heart. They're trying to get you to change your mind. This way they can get back in. Narcissists, they don't want to mess up with what's going for them. They're not going to mess up what's going to get them the supply. And that is you telling yourself that you love and care about him or her. Perhaps you do love and care about him or her.
but they're going to use that against you. They're going to try to get you to change what? Not your heart. They're going to try to get you to change your mind. That way they can get back in. They can hoover you back in. Narcissists often look for unresolved pain and or trauma. They look for unresolved issues. Remember, they may have left you brokenhearted in the sunken place, picking up the pieces when they went on to new supply. That is where they're going to return should they try to hoover you back in in the sunken place. See, they're going to return there looking for you. They're not going to expect you to be out amongst the living, living your best life. Making plans and having relationships with other people. I mean, just really living it up. They're not going to expect that. When they try to hoover you back in, they're going to expect you to be in the sunken place with a bleeding heart. That's where they're going to be looking for you. Okay, so that's why I mentioned it is not the heart that they're going to try to change. Should they try to hoover you back in, they're going to try to change your mind. However, once they discover that you have changed your mind, ta-da, they have nothing to hoover you back in with. Absolutely nothing. Once you change your mind, then the behind follows, okay? <laughs> okay, it does start in the mind. Okay, it starts in the mind, not the behind. So when you change your mind about the narcissist, well, they will have nothing to hoover you back in with. So not only has your mind changed, but your heart too. Not in a bad way. You still are capable of loving and caring and nurturing. See, you haven't lost your humanity. Perhaps the narcissist has. See, they never cared about your heart in the first place. It was always your mind that they wanted. So when they come back around to hoover you back in, remember that. They never cared about your heart. They only used you loving them against you. So when they come back around again, it is not your heart that they're going to try to change. It's your mind. But guess what? You've already changed your mind. You've done it. You've done the shadow work. You've resolved your own issues, your own pain. Perhaps you've gotten some people that you love and care about that love and care about you to help you. See, the narcissist doesn't help you gain closure. So you never needed him or her for that. You wanted him or her for that. The narcissist cares nothing about the heart. It is the mind that they want. Picture that Oz behind the curtain pulling the controls. Picture that space as your mind. So now I want you to picture them being exposed. And now they are being removed. Okay, they're being removed, perhaps in handcuffs. <laughs> Okay? They can't hijack your consciousness anymore. Once you have, because you have done this, you've done the shadow work. You've gone through the dark night of the soul. See? Once you change your mind, the narcissist will have absolutely nothing to anchor onto or hook onto to hoover you back in. They must have you in a state of what? Pain, trauma, confusion. See, you may be a strong person and they may know you to be a strong person, but they want to be in the center of your mind at all times. So one of the things that you can do, well, actually, I'm going to share, I'm going to share several things that you can do in order to start to make sure that you are on the right track to thriving forward past narcissistic codependent relationships. 
Okay, so one thing you can do is to make sure that you take time out to recharge, refuel, release that energy that's heavy. Okay, one of the best ways to do that is to tell the truth. Express what you have experienced. Buck your feelings. Express what you have experienced. See, your emotions are energy in motion. Your energy has to move. When you're in the sunken place, you're stuck. Your energy is not flowing, is not moving, is not soaring. See, you're stuck. So how can you be amongst the living when you're stuck in the sunken place? That's what a narcissist is going to look for you. Let the dead bury the dead. You're not dead. What you went through was crazy. You're not crazy. Narcissistic codependent relationships are highly addictive. Therefore, habitual. Habits must be broken in order to thrive forward past narcissistic codependent relationships. Narcissists don't forgive those who have grown past him or her. Forget trying to get over them. Grow past them. Okay? So, you want to release that heavy energy that's bogging you down. And that will leave you vulnerable for the narcissist to attempt a successful hoover. Tool number two. Practice self-regulatory processing. In other words, learn how to soothe yourself. See, narcissists like to, well, one of the things that they do is they trigger certain individuals that they have obtained supply from before, you see? So when you are triggered, should you become triggered by something they say or don't do, you are practicing emotional discipline by not becoming reactionary. You're showing the narcissist, you're demonstrating to the narcissist that you are in control and they're not. When a narcissist loses supply, that equates them losing control. You're also practicing personal boundaries at that time. You're demonstrating to the narcissist that your mind has been changed about him or her. See, so they have absolutely nothing to hook you back in with. They can't hoover you back in. You have become Hoover resistant verified. Tool number three, keep a journal. Keep a dream journal. Keep a vision journal. Keep a financial journal. Okay, so where do you picture yourself financially at this time? Where are you realistically financially at this time? Okay, it's okay. It's okay to keep a record of that. You don't have to place pen to pad. You can take a tape recorder. You can go to your one of your devices. By the way, when you have that device, you have the world in your hands. You don't have to stay in the sunken place. There's many. There are many resources out there. Luminous Star Channel is one. Okay. You have the world in your hands. You have absolutely no excuse now to remain stuck in the sunken place. Whereas the narcissist is concerned, because so they're going to look for you there. And if they find you there, they probably can move you back in, okay? So, anyway, you can keep a uh, journal of your dreams. Write your dreams down. Whatever you can remember, jot it down. You don't have to know what it means right away. It'll come to you. Because you're going to take time out to be quiet. Take a sabbatical, if you must. Recharge, refuel, reduce the noise of the narcissist stomping all over your mind, right? <laughs> They're trying to control your, your mind. Neuro-linguistic programming. Mind. 
screw, if ever I've known one, that that's a mind screw. But see, neuro-linguistic programming can be used for good. That's another video. But narcissists, they want to play with your mind. So when you keep these types of journals here, this helps you to do what? Focus on your own life and you're thriving forward. The narcissist won't have anything to hook you back in with. They won't be able to anchor anything because you're too busy living your best life. For one thing, you're not even in the sunken place. So they're looking for you in a place that you no longer exist. Okay, you don't exist there. You're not there. You're a person who is no longer choosing to invest in narcissistic codependent relationships. Okay, you're becoming accustomed to existing that way. Okay, it's, a, it's an adjustment, but you can do it. Thrive forward. Keep a healthy journal. How does your body process energy? Very important. We're all comprised of energy. Okay, so the narcissist, when they come along with their heavy energy and they're trying to dump it on you, guess what? They won't be able to do it. It'll bounce right off you. They won't be able to do that. They won't be able to tap into your energy field effectively and draw the energy. They won't be able to do that. They can't take your energy body away, but they can certainly draw from it. These are energy vampires. So when you are learning more about how your body processes energy, then you're ahead of the game. When you start to look at what you're consuming, beverages, you know, beverages, drinks, um, you know, water, juice, smoothie, whatever you drink, right? Um, anything, your food that you consume. See, your body comprises of it is comprised of energy. Therefore, it will tend to alter. It will tend to change whenever you consume anything. When you're watching television, uh, if you watch television, whatever you are taking in, you consuming, your body is processing that energy. How does your energy body process energy? Very important. The, the body remembers, it records everything. Even the things that we want to consciously forget, the body remembers. That's where your subconscious mind comes in. Learn how the subconscious mind functions. Not so you can change how it functions. No, because it actually protects you. The functioning of the subconscious mind is there to help you. So when you are writing down what you eat, what you drink, and how you feel after consuming, even a television program, write it down. How do you feel after you have consumed that television program? or uh, some music you have listened to. How do you feel? How has your mood been altered? How are you functioning now than you were before you consumed that energy? See, the body remembers, and when you practice self-revelatory processing, you are learning how to self-soothe should you become triggered by anything or anyone. Very powerful. So the narcissist won't have anything to hook you back in with. When you have done all of this, right, you have become Hoover resistant verified. Congratulations. So when you keep a journal of what you're eating and drinking, that's also very powerful. A lot of people don't do this, but it is very powerful. Some people do it because they're trying to gain weight or lose weight. But I'm saying when you want to 
learn how your body processes the energy, it will also alter your reality. Just think about it for a minute. When you're consuming something, it will affect you either what? Well, it will affect you. I'll put it like that. But you want to be cognizant of that or try to become cognizant of that because uh, the narcissist more than likely will take note of that. Some narcissists, they operate or they function with a predatory aim in mind. Okay, so um, that's just something to think about because narcissists, they often try to have something, okay? They want to have something to hook somebody back in with. But if a person is taking care of their own business, that's really the moral of this entire video. When a person is taking care of their own business, the narcissist will have absolutely nothing to hook them back in with. They become Hoover resistant verified. But the narcissist, they like to sniff around the sunken place. Okay, they're not going to look for you out there in the world, living your best life. So let that motivate you. Hope it does motivate you to, uh, if you're not started already, you know, get started on that. Become a little bit more proactive in your healing and thriving forward. See, when a person is coping, they're not healing. They're in the sunken place. The narcissist wants to be right in the center of your mind, not your heart. They don't care about your heart. <laughs> but if they think you still love and care about him or her, well, of course, they're going to use that against you. Okay? They're going to try to, what, change your mind in order to get you who are back in. They're not trying to get you to change your heart. What sense does that make? They're trying to get you to change your mind. Okay, so, uh, you know, take some time out. Take some time out for yourself. Relax. Relate. Release. <laughs> okay? You can build your energy up by giving yourself permission to be selfish in that regard. Be selfish enough to nourish and support and care and love other people. Translation, when you care and love and support and nourish other people, don't leave yourself out of that equation, okay? You are a part of the equation. You're a part of that factor. You're a part of that reality. So why would you leave yourself out? That's just like you fixing the most the, the, the most delicious gourmet meal and you serve everybody else, but you don't even fix yourself a plate. And you're hungry the whole time. See, a lot of us have made this mistake, but now you're becoming more accustomed and you're adjusting to being a person who no longer chooses to invest in narcissistic codependent relationships. That's an adjustment that takes time. You got to process everything, right? Your healing is not a contest. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you all today. And, you know, remember, should the narcissist try to hoover you back in? See, a lot of energy harvesting is happening right now. So you got some people who have had experiences with narcissists and some of those narcissists are trying to come back into their life. So just remember, the narcissist never cared about your heart. It was always about your mind. Like this saying goes, once you have a person's mind, well, you can get everything else. 
So they never, so the narcissist never cared anything about your heart. It was about your mind. Okay, so when they try to hoover you back in, they're not trying to get you to change your heart. They're trying to get you to change your mind. But what they don't know is you've already changed your mind. You've done it yourself. You're not waiting for them to change their heart or their mind. Stop waiting on the narcissist to change. You probably won't never change. And even if they do, oh well, good riddance. Good riddance. Move on. Thrive on. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't worry about the narcissist anymore. Are they a real factor in your life? Maybe not. So you never needed the narcissist to gain closure. You wanted them. You desired them. Big difference. Just like when it comes down to the emotions and the feelings. Big difference. Your feelings are not the same as your emotions. Your emotions is the equivalent of your energy body being emotion. When you are expressing what you have experienced, you are in control of your emotions. You are then practicing emotional discipline. Nobody suggests that anyone walks around and plug everything up and act like a bot, okay? Or, or, or a cyborg or whatever. No, you're a human being. You have some humanity, right? Express what you have experienced. Release that energy is very heavy, very heavy. You're not going to be light enough to live your best life. And that's what the narcissist wants. When you're heavy, what? You're bogged down in the sunken place. You can't rise up, right? <laughs> you can't rise up. You have to rise up out the sunken place. Don't wait for the narcissist to come back and try to raise you from the dead. They ain't going to raise you from the dead. If anything, they want you to stay dead. They want you to stay stuck in the sunken place. So rise up out of it. Do your shadow work. Practice emotional discipline. It's going to be your best friend. Yeah. Go through the dark night of the soul. Narcissists, they're not expecting you to do all these things. They're not going to look for you amongst the living. Remember that. Buck your feelings. It's your feelings that's going to get you caught up on your ego tip. Yeah. But as long as you and your feelings, the narcissist is in control. You and your feelings, they in control. Once you start to practice emotional discipline, it is at that time, it is at that time that you are expressing what you have experienced. See how that goes? Your emotions are not your feelings. Buck your feelings. Express what you have experienced. Congratulations. You're Hoover resistant, verified. You're still human. You're still able to love and care and share. You haven't lost that. I certainly hope this message has been inspirational to you. Perhaps it will motivate you to see how valuable it really is to stay focused on thriving forward past narcissistic codependent relationships. And of course, I wish you all the very best. Until next time, take care.
Hello, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to another vlog day. Mwah. My stars, thank you so much for joining me today, and I certainly hope that you are doing well today or tonight, wherever you may be. Signs that you're dealing with a flying monkey. These particular signs are very subtle, or they're not very clear until you're actually experiencing them, and sometimes not until after your relationship with a narcissist is over. Your overall process for thriving forward is compromised when you have flying monkeys around. Some people may be wondering, well, why would the flying monkey even agree to do the dirty work to hoover you back in, all right? Well, this is because they have something called resonance, or they vibe. See, narcissists and some cluster personality types, they choose flying monkeys that they have resonance with because they're more prone, okay? And they're more open to do the dirty work because narcissists and some cluster personality types, as a lot of us know from experience, they study people. So they know the vices, they know the characteristics of the flying monkey or the enabler. But since we're talking about the flying monkey here, I'm gonna focus on them in this vlog. Flying monkeys expect to be supplied by the narcissist. They work for the narcissist. Look at it like this. When you go to your job, when it's time to get your pay, who signs your paycheck? The narcissist is the one that signs the paycheck of the flying monkey. So when it's time to be supplied, they're not gonna come to you, they're gonna go to the narcissist. So when it's time for them to get the payment, they're not gonna check for you. They're gonna go for the narcissist and say, hey, where's my pay? Flying monkeys do not hoover for free. Flying monkeys and narcissists, they have resonance. In other words, they vibe. They're pretty much on the same page. What some flying monkeys don't realize is that after you have been hoovered back in, they have done all that dirty work, and they go to the narcissist expecting the supply or the pay, that's when the narcissist pulls the rug out from under him or her, and they're saying your services are no longer needed. See, when flying monkeys are discarded, this is something that sometimes it even takes them by surprise. Sometimes, because they have a hidden agenda, it is the flying monkey that instigates your getting hoovered back in. Sometimes they facilitate your getting hoovered, while the narcissist is often the one that conducts the whole shenanigan. The flying monkey may be a family member of yours. One of their hidden agendas is to get you hoovered back in so they are in favor of the narcissist. Flying monkeys sometimes make the mistake of thinking when they are highly favored, that means that they are excluded from being discarded. That's not true. Narcissists often discard the flying monkey after you get hoovered back in. Sign number one that you're dealing with a flying monkey is that the flying monkey will often try to connect you to the narcissist after you've gone no contact. In other words, they try to make a connection where there isn't a connection. A flying monkey will remind you of a special date or special dates to the narcissist or dates that are special to the narcissist, such as their anniversary, birthday, okay, or any other special date that they may have. Flying monkeys will often remind you to celebrate that date. You've, no, you've gone no contact. You don't have a relationship with the narcissist anymore. And this is what the flying monkey knows. But again, they have a hidden agenda to get you hoovered back in. So in order to do that, they have to get you to focus on 
the narcissist. Don't be surprised when the flying monkey starts to whisper in your ear and remind you to, or make some suggestions of what you may do for the narcissist on their special day, such as their birthday. They may even suggest that you get the narcissist a present. I know sometimes flying monkeys can have a lot of nerve and audacity because they're trying to get you to focus on the narcissist. And if you keep on focusing on the narcissist, you may even think it's not such a bad idea to reinvest in him or her. Flying monkeys often hoover you back in because they have a hidden agenda. This is something, the reason why I keep repeating this is this is something that we often overlook when we're dealing with flying monkeys. Sometimes we don't even know that the flying monkey is hoovering us back in, but it's a one-two punch to the hoovering process. It is the hoover before the hoover. This can never be accomplished without a flying monkey. And this is what a lot of narcissists have come to realize. See, by the time a lot of us are hoovered back in, we don't even realize the first step to the hoovering process. Sometimes we never realize it. The first sucker punch is when they are brought up in conversation. Flying monkeys will bring the narcissists up in conversation. Second sucker punch is when they have actually hoovered you back in because now you're actually in the relationship. You're in the codependent narcissistic relationship again. So watch out for this. Remember, the hoovering process cannot be actually done without the assistance of a flying monkey. Sign number two that you're dealing with a flying monkey is that they actually remind you of your narcissist. They remind you of a particular cluster personality type. Now you've gone no contact and you can see things a little bit more clearly. Now that you're low contact, you may be able to see things a little bit more clearly. But the bottom line is this, when that flying monkey is around, or it could be several of them, you may even think to yourself, wow, if I didn't know any better, you know, you're just like so-and-so and you're thinking about the narcissist. So narcissists and flying monkeys often have similar vices and they often have similar characteristics. And sometimes their hidden agendas to get you hoover back in are not so similar. But sign number two again is when that flying monkey reminds you too much of the narcissist. So it's a little bit too close for comfort. See, flying monkeys and narcissists are not twins. They're more like first cousins because they have a hidden agenda that may not be similar, but their characteristics often are. When the flying monkey gets your hoover back in, sometimes the triangulation is set in place. The narcissist, again, the narcissist is the one that conducts the whole shenanigan of the hoovering process while the flying monkey facilitates it or they instigate it. This again has everything to do with their hidden agendas to get you who were back in. So the flying monkey and the narcissist and there you are, there's a triangulation going on. The biggest piece of that triangulation pie goes to the narcissist, never to the flying monkey. The triangulation is set into play until the narcissist decides to discard of the flying monkey, if they do so. Sometimes the flying monkey gets to stick around for a long time. The flying monkey expects supply from the narcissist, while the narcissist expects supply from you after you're hoovered back in. Sign number three that you are dealing with a flying monkey is that you get a sense of, or you discover that you have been betrayed not only by the flying monkey, but by the narcissist. But this is what's very interesting. 
You've been betrayed by the narcissist, but because the flying monkey has been whispering in your ear about the narcissist, now you're nostalgic. You're all giddy and gushy <laughs> over the narcissist again. So whatever they've done, including betraying you, gets put in the back burner or put on the back burner. It fades into the background. You decide that the flying monkey now has taken the place of the narcissist. Very creepy when you think about it. But the flying monkey is the one that you now realize has betrayed you. The flying monkey works for the narcissist. So everything you share with the flying monkey goes right to the narcissist. And the narcissist uses that against you. When you give full detail of everything that's going on in your life, what you're feeling about what's going on in your life, such as getting fired, such as not getting that promotion on the job. See, you're feeling and thinking a certain way and you may confide in the flying monkey. The flying monkey does all of this in hopes to be highly regarded or in favor of your narcissist. One of the things that flying monkeys and narcissists have in common is that they will try to gain at other people's expenses. So a flying monkey, once you find out that they have betrayed you, you get that sense of being violated because the flying monkey actually did gain at your expense. So when, when you put all this in context, yeah, you find out that the flying monkey actually did gain something at your expense. They're trying to stay in favor of the narcissist at your expense. And sometimes they pull it off. So watch out for these signs because again, like I mentioned, they can be very subtle and sometimes they can cause a lot of grief, if not trauma later down the line. Cause you got to think about, you got more than one person trying to hoover you back in, trying to get you into a very negative situation. The flying monkey can also betray you because they know that you have gotten out of a bad situation, but they want you back in the bad situation because they want favor. Okay, so it's just like they see you have come up out of some quicksand. The, the flying monkey saw that you were about to drown. You were about to go up under, but you were saved. So you come up out the quicksand and the flying monkey watching it all. So the flying monkey tries to get you back in the quicksand. That's why some of us find out that it is the flying monkey that has also betrayed us, not just the narcissist. Tool number one, focus on your goals. What are your priorities? So prioritize your life, prioritize your values, prioritize your principles. So focus on your ambitions, your passions. Okay, what makes you smile? What makes you laugh? What makes you really feel like getting up out of bed and going after what you want in life? Focus on what it's going to take in order for you to thrive, pass, codependent narcissistic relationships. Tool number two, build your support base. Navigate it like a boss. You get to decide who and what consists of your support base. It's a good idea to expect support. Don't, you know, you don't have to go around thinking you're never gonna get support. See, narcissists want you to think that your life is just hopeless. You're hopeless, you don't count. No, expect support, expect to be treated well. The narcissist has already shown you that he or she doesn't have the capacity to treat you well, okay? They don't support you. So don't think that this is gonna always be your life, okay? So I feel compassion for people when they tell me, 
that hey, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can do such and such. Well, especially when I know they have a cluster personality type in their life. As you thrive forward past codependent narcissistic relationships, expect to be supported in your efforts to do so. Tool number three, take time out to restore your health, your mind, you know, restore your overall well-being. You've gone through something. Codependent narcissistic relationships are designed to destroy, to damage your overall well-being. Your health is compromised every time you're in a relationship with a close personality type, such as a narcissist. Take some time out for yourself. You're going to need it. You need a safe environment to express what you have gone through. Sometimes we give anger a bad rap. You got to go ahead and tap into that anger. The anger is only an expression of an injustice. That's all it is. Sometimes people misuse their anger. I get it. But because you've gone through this ordeal called a codependent narcissistic relationship, you have to express what you've gone through. Don't suppress your anger because suppressing your anger will cause health problems. It will even cause you other relationships. It will cost you good relationships. That's what you want, right? Positive relationships. Take time out to restore your spirit, your mind, your overall well-being. Okay? It's worth it. Invest in yourself for a change. I certainly hope everyone has enjoyed this vlog. Please check the description box below. Post your comments. Don't forget to like and or share this vlog. I'm Luminous Star. Until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself because the codependent narcissistic relationship, again, it is not something that's going to edify you. It's not going to elevate you. It's not going to help you thrive forward. It tends to keep people in the sun in place. It's like the stronghold that pulls you down. All right? So I wish everyone the best on their efforts to continue to thrive forward. And of course, keep sharing your stories. You never know who you will inspire by sharing your stories. Until next time, take care. Mwah.